0: This is the Casper and Chris Podcast.
1: From News Talk KBOI, Boise.
0: Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton.
1: This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: Two days, you heard it there, two days. Boise State takes on uh, Washington. As we kick off the 2023 and what we hope will be the 2024 football season. I say what we hope because if a good chance if it goes into 2024, we're playing in a uh, bowl on New Year's Day. That would be cool. Possibly New Year's Eve. Uh, Washington, Boise State. I'm such a nerd. Sitting there now every day starting to read not just news about Boise State and what's going on. Starting to read uh, Washington Husky blogs mm-hmm. to see what they're saying about Boise State. They're worried about uh, a couple of different things. they're They're worried about the uh, run game, which they said um, could be one of the best in the entire nation, mm. which I think you know a lot of people here agree with because you've right. got a returning quarterback that's fast and you have uh, two running backs that had really successful years and fingers crossed the last time Holani was healthy um you know he he was a game changer mm-hmm. and they uh it was interesting the blog i didn't realize all four or all three of boise's running backs you know the on the depth chart are all four star running backs did you know that no i did not i knew holani was but i didn't realize austin uh, jenny was and that uh breezy dunbar was also four star so uh, that, that was pretty interesting because they 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 said that you know when you go three deep on most uh teams even in the power 5 they don't have three four star running backs uh on their roster going three deep you know now obviously alabama auburn teams like that do um you just don't see that in non power 5 conferences like boise state yeah um one of the other things that i found interesting saying that you know they don't have massive speed from their running backs but all of them are good at cutting back and not getting tackled um you know after that first hit however they said their quarterback can make teams look ridiculous (laughs) because of his speed (laughs) taylor green yeah well yeah and that
3: was you know last year we had uh uh, holani rushed for a thousand yards and Genty rushed for like 800 but taylor green rushed for more than 500 yeah so it was, it's a good running attack last year, even better this year.
2: So and once again, that's coming from um, you know news outlets and blogs in the uh, Huskies territory talking mm-hmm. about uh, Boise State's team. So the thing that they said that the defensive line, which has a lot of experience and NFL talent on, will have to. Not just crash and try to get sacks. And I didn't. I had forgotten that. Taylen Green. We had talked about uh, Penix, their quarterback, only got sacked five times last year. Yeah. Um, do you remember how many times that uh, Taylor Green got sacked last year? Wasn't many, was it? Seven. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> Two more than Penix did. <laughs> now, granted, Penix started the whole season, and, and Green didn't start the whole season. But that's pretty good when you only get sacked seven times. Yeah. I don't care who, some what teams, team you
3: are. Some teams' quarterbacks get sacked seven times and a
2: half. Um, Boise State, I think, had uh, a quarterback before Taylor Green gets sacked seven times and a half, didn't we? Who, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that happened. To, <laughs> that was the big complaint that, that, of fans that, that, as he held on to the ball too long. It did happen a lot. Yeah. So, um, game is, uh, once again, pregame activity gets underway at uh, 8.30 a.m. because uh, we have one of the top five games. Uh, at ESPN is calling us one of the top five games of the weekend uh, this weekend, so um, ABC will be carrying the game which doesn't happen. I'm talking ABC, you know, the national yeah. game uh, will be on the, there.
3: The one that anybody can watch.
2: Yep. So you don't have to pay for that. So that's how important and big this game, you know, nationally is is viewed. I, mm-hmm. You know, keep your fingers crossed that everything happens uh, at, at going to plan. Um, the other thing that uh, a lot of people don't realize is how well these teams know each other and, and some of the blogs mm-hmm. that I was reading goes over the connections between Washington and Boise State coaches. Washington currently still has coaches that coached at Boise State on the staff. Yeah. Um, and then Boise State has a whole bunch of coaches that coached on the Washington staff that are now coaching on the right. Boise State staff. And then when you go one step further, the head coach and most of the coaches that are coaching for Washington has faced Boise State a minimum of five times in the wow. past because the head coach came from Fresno State and brought most of his staff with him. So... Um, the 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 teams at least coaching staffs know each other pretty darn well, and Bush Hamden one. of course yeah. was the offensive coordinator for a time at uh, Washington.
3: So w- one of the articles that I read about this yesterday. Uh, so charmingly put it that there's a lot of inbreeding between these two schools.
2: Yeah, there really is. And the good news about that is uh, inbreeding is usually bad when it comes to football. Though you're talking um, over the last decade, yeah, I mean, two programs that have been highly successful.
3: Plus eyes in the back of your head can only help your game.
2: Well, yeah. Unless, of course, uh, it's covered up by uh, a football a helmet. helmet. Oh, yeah, point, yeah. that, that can be good. Our phone lines are open once again this morning, uh, as usual, and you're always encouraged to participate at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the aftermath of Hurricane Idalia, who has now moved uh, inland um, after massive flooding surge. Uh, as of last check, Nobody has died as of yet. That's no good. good. That's good news. So apparently, a lot of people listened to the um, governor, Ron DeSantis, saying, "Get the hell out of there because you run from water, you hide from wind." And this had water and wind. So you run and hide. Surges as high as sixteen feet. Wow. Um, in uh, some areas, s- run and swim and hide. And Governor, I, I think he did, by being really honest before this hit, I think he did a real service to people saying, look, if you want to stay, we can't make you leave. We're telling you to leave, but if, we, if you stay, we can't, we can't make you leave. If you stay and you need help or, you know, there's a, a risk of death yeah. and you call 9 one uh-uh. if you can get through on 9 one we're not going to be able to come to help you. So you're, you're taking your risk, your life into your own hands, and if you want to do that, we can't stop you from doing that. Just know that we're probably not going to yeah. be there to save you if something bad happens. So I think a lot of people took that to heart and got the hell out of there.
3: Telling you know the truth is is risky, but uh, in this case, it, it worked for mm-hmm. you. Uh,
2: other things we're going to be talking about this morning, um, loan forgiveness, or uh, to call it, precisely more precisely is what it is uh is uh loan d- redistribution um and also the fact that after i think it's been delayed 7 8 times between Donald Trump and Joe Biden um payments and interests will start accruing payments will begin this friday so after 3 years of not having to make payments after three years of not seeing interest added to oh, your student to loan payments, I see students will have to start making those payments again. We'll talk a little bit more about that this morning. Um, yeah, was, a lot of a lot of people took the time and just didn't make payments during those three years. Where if they would have made payments, they probably could have had their loans paid <laughs> off
3: by now. Fun it lasted, though.
2: But I mean, most of them were hoping because. Uh, Biden said that, hey, uh, we're going to forgive this this money, $10,000, $20,000, and that never did happen, and now they're upset. So we'll talk a little bit about that, what it actually means, and uh, another thing we're going to be talking about is something that almost nobody ever likes to talk about. That has to do with marijuana. Department of Health and Human Services has re- recommended Drug Enforcement Administration that marijuana be reclassified as a lower risk schedule three controlled substance it's currently schedule one the same as cocaine yeah. fentanyl heroin they want it to be like uh... a well,
3: pharmaceutical they, they had it right up there with drugs uh, that you can overdose on and die yeah and it probably should be a little lower than that
2: so we're gonna get your thoughts on that coming up here for you this morning what that also means for the marijuana industry because it would be good news for the marijuana industry also 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Time for our first check on what's going on with sports this morning. Once again, brought to you by Pork Belly and Kuna, opening up here in 45 minutes. You want to check out what you're going to order when you get in this morning? Check it out right now. You can go to the com and see their entire menu.
3: Paige Barch has been named the first Ford Boise State student athlete of the week this season for the week ending August 29th. The university announced Wednesday uh, March is a junior outside hitter on the Boise State women's volleyball team. She led the Broncos in kills with more than 20 in each of last week's two wins over Idaho State, adding four assists, four aces, and four blocks. Boise State swept the Bengals 3-0 in Boise, then did the same thing again a couple of days later in Pocatello. The Bronco team travels to Corvallis, Oregon this weekend. They will face the University of Oklahoma on Saturday and then host Oregon State, or the host, will be Oregon State on Sunday. This is the second full school year since the NCAA created the name-image likeness policy, stating that college athletes can make money off personal endorsement deals. This year's starting University of Oklahoma quarterback has signed a deal with an underwear company called Rock'em Socks, He can run and pass well, but the company's interest in the Sooner player is mostly due to his unusual given name, General Booty. And that is his given name, General Axel Booty. He is the nephew of former NFL quarterbacks Josh Booty and John David Booty. Josh Booty also played three seasons of baseball with the Marlins. In new advertising, General Booty is modeling underwear with the word booty written across the back of it you can also purchase a pair of socks uh, from them featuring booty's face that's sports
0: get 670 kboi on alexa first say alexa enable the 670 kboi skill then when you want to listen say alexa open 670 kboi
1: now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi 624-208-336-3700.
2: 624 208 336 30, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, all things pointing to another day of good day with stocks. Dow's up uh, over 150 points as far as futures are concerned. Granted, there's another hour before uh, we open up. We'll talk with Jeremiah Bates coming up here. About 45 minutes. Also on the way for you uh, this morning, another chance for you to pick up a $50 gift to make it to Land Ocean. We'll get to that coming up in about half an hour. Let you start working on the Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible question. And Chicago is going to be in town. The band, Chicago, going to be in town. Outdoor uh, uh, concert, uh, Idaho Botanical Gardens and Outlaw Field this coming Sunday night, 7 o'clock. We have your free tickets. Been giving them away all this week. So if you've been dying and loving to get a chance to get some free tickets to see Chicago, this is a radio station you need to be listening to. We'll give you another chance. It'll be a text and win contest coming up here for you this morning. Text number 208-336-3700. Don't text now. I haven't told you what you're going to text. I will promise it will not be happy birthday to Chris today because yeah, his birthday was yesterday. Not my birthday anymore. Did you enjoy your roast, Chris? Oh, you bet. I I looked in the refrigerator. I didn't see a key lime pie. Thanks a lot for nothing. Yeah, I didn't even have a key lime pie. Did they have key lime pie? I'm guessing. They did. They did.
3: They also had What was Druth? wrong with you? They also had something else that was on the um the chef's, you know, special menu that is on the first page. And it was sort of a caramel cake and uh it was recommended to be my, the, uh, the waiter, and, oh, my God, it was fantastic.
2: Better than key lime pie?
3: I don't know that it was better, but it was it was good, too.
2: Man, look at you. Two birthday cakes yesterday.
3: hmm I'm guessing they— did, Derek brought me one in the morning that was awfully nice.
2: Did they uh, know Thank it was Derek. your birthday?
3: uh Yeah, they did.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you probably got—you t- got, you know, probably a nice little— Oh, yeah, little...
3: it had a candle on it. And... Yeah. It had, you know, written in chocolate all over the thing. Happy birthday, Chris!
2: That is the uh, good thing about Ruth's. Chris is if you let them know if you have a celebration going oh, yeah. on, uh, anniversary, birthday, whatever, um, they will really take right. extra care of
3: you. Now, I, I don't, uh, I don't uh, usually go there on on weeknights. Debbie's schedule has now changed. She used to work in the evenings, and now she's working in the mornings. So uh, we had the evening, you know, free. So we went to Ruth's Chris actually on my birthday instead of on a Saturday and Renee was there. I never get to see uh, ah. Renee Keanu. you know, he, she's uh, uh one of the managers there and she's also the one that takes care of uh individual requests, you know, when people have right. like if they want to have a, gra- a graduation party or an anniversary party or they somebody wants to propose, she will set up different scenarios for them. It's it's really Pretty cool. Yeah, they take does.
2: that's the one thing about best service you're going to find anywhere. Yeah, Bruce, Chris, two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Just looking real quickly, we told you about the futures: hundred eighty seven points in the Dow, twenty nine on the uh, Nasdaq, and thirty four on the uh, s&p so looking across the board as of right now like we're going to be opening in the uh, green a lot of green up there this morning uh... as far as the stock market is conter- concerned on the down we'll be going for day number five in a row of the stock market being up
3: a cousin of mine tweeted me yesterday and he says happy birthday uh, i assume you're going out for steak tonight guess we don't have to ask which restaurant
2: <laughs> yeah probably
3: not i thought to myself hey you've been <laughs> you've been listening to the radio kby
2: news time 626
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are our News Talk KBOI.
2: Well, those two used to be best friends. <laughs> Saw a comedian uh, talking about his uh, wife wanted them to be on the uh, race, Amazing Race, Amazing Race together. He said, "We need to sign up for this. We would be great." He goes, "Sure, if you want to see our divorce on national television." <laughs>
3: Sounds like Jim Gaffigan. Is that who it was? No,
4: no.
2: Mm. Uh, It's a new guy that has started to show up on my uh, feeds uh, just lately. Mm. Um, God, I can't. It starts with a B. I can't remember his his last name, but he's actually pretty funny. Um, KBY Sweet Deal coming up tomorrow morning. Not funny. This is serious. Holy cow, Eagle and Nampa, craft beer, burgers, fries, and a whole lot more. Um, some of the menu items you're just absolutely going to love. Their panko-breaded fried pickle spears are amazing. Just so many different things uh, that you don't find every place. Kung Pao Brussels sprouts. Yeah, that's a new one on me. Yeah, um, you don't necessarily get those at like every the place only, you go. The only
3: thing, Kung Pao, I think I've ever had is chicken.
2: I have never had this before macaroni and cheese egg rolls i've no, had macaroni I, and cheese and I, i've had egg rolls Yeah, me too i haven't had that though. mac and cheese egg rolls no uh plus they've got a whole bunch of craft burgers they've got the holy cow the pineapple express sam elliot the rude boy sam elliot mm-hmm. so
3: it's probably a western burger
2: it has a mustache oh that
3: <laughs> doesn't sound that good actually
2: uh it, here's what the sam I'm has. you can't carry the burger you just can't carry the burger in town third pound grass-fed local waigu beef hickory smoked pulled pork and bacon along with american cheese and barbecue sauce Okay, that, that, that's good. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? You didn't mention a mustache that time. <laughs> so those are just some of the can items I, on I, their menu. Can I
3: have the Sam Elliott
2: without hair, please? Um, I've been there numerous times. Uh, the, the The burgers are amazing. So Excellent. sweet deal. This is going to go quickly. Like I said, Holy Cow located in downtown Nampa and in also uh, Eagle. Tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock sharp, it goes on sale. $50 gift certificates for only $25. You know how it works. Just before 9 o'clock, you go to KBY.com, click on the Sweet Deal link, and then uh, get in because probably within five minutes or less, these are going to sell out.
0: Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to
1: Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
5: Areas around Tampa Bay were flooded by a dahlia surge as the storm passed off to the west. Those waters have largely subsided. But near the spot where the storm came ashore, the damage is extensive.
6: The top of the roof just cakes in on me and my three kids and my grandson.
5: Belon Thomas lives in the hard-hit town of Perry, Florida.
6: My daughter is pregnant. She's five months pregnant. But I, I don't was don't able to don't pull, don't pull her out of it.
5: Adalia's lingering after is the hundreds of thousands of power outages in four states. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Tampa.
3: Around a high tide last night, some 34,000 customers were without power, and we were one of them. The power at our hotel going out. City officials this morning, grateful that people listened to their advice and stayed home.
2: So Adalia uh, is now a tropical storm as it has moved inland. Uh, as of last report, last check, nobody has lost their lives um, living here in Idaho Give me the occasional earthquake and uh, (laughs) summer forest fires any day over living in places hit by hurricanes or tornadoes.
3: Every now and then we hear about a tornado touching down out in the desert, but usually it touches down for about three or four seconds and then goes away.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tornadoes here in Idaho are completely different uh, than than they are in the uh, Midwest in that it doesn't seem like they're drawn to trailer parks here.
3: True. And the Wizard of Oz couldn't have been set in Idaho.
2: Me occasionally, you know, like you just said, have those tornadoes. But give me Idaho. The occasional tornado that touches down that nobody knows about, the uh, earthquake. last one that I felt was the big one. When I say big one, big one for Idaho that we had, what, six, seven years ago? Mm-hmm. Where it lasted for like 30 and of seconds. Course-
3: our our biggest one will have been, well, let's see, this October, it'll be 40 years ago.
2: That one actually killed people here in Idaho. Just two, but yeah. That's two school students. Two more than it should have. Yeah. Um, um, I've been through two earthquakes that I could feel. I mean, I've been through more earthquakes, but two that really, like, were concerning to me. Um, I was in California during the big earthquake um that so many people lost their lives with during the world series 89 yeah i was about uh 30 40 miles outside of san francisco and that, that one hit and i happened to be in a bowling alley at the time is that why you moved here no i thought it was pretty cool at the time i'm like because that was the first moved, earthquake that you i'd ever here, been like, right after that didn't you? Nah, it was a little while after uh-huh. it um but i was sitting in a bowling alley and could start to feel it and saw the television screens you know that you keep your score on starting Mm -hmm. waving back and forth and then i hear glasses falling in the kitchen and i look outside of the window and literally the parking lot i'm not i'm not saying figurative literally it looked like the parking lot was an ocean wow in that it was there were waves going on in the parking lot and i'm like wow that's my first earthquake and i'm going this is pretty cool wasn't scared you, at all until you, I got home and saw you, the massive damage and the number of people hmm. killed in San Francisco. Did you feel like you were riding the wave? Kind of. Yeah. It? Yeah. I, like I said, it, I wasn't scared at all. Now, the one that hit here in Idaho um, not too long ago um, that was uh, outside of Chalice, stationed outside of Chalice, but we felt it here, um, that one I really remember because I was sitting at home laying on the couch watching yeah. television and I hear this massive explosion. I mean, it sounds like there's a crack and an explosion, and then everything starts shaking. And at first, I'm going, okay, this is just a little earthquake. And after about 15, 20 seconds, I go, I need to get on the floor. This is a big one. And that one was a little scary, too. But I would still much rather have those than a hurricane that those people in Florida just had to go through. KBY News Time 645. Let's get a check on what's going on with sports once again with Chris. It's brought to you by Pork Belly in downtown CUNA. They're opening up in 15 minutes.
3: Albertson Stadium Friday is hosting the 2023 Battle of Boise. It's a triple header of high school football games, beginning with two eight-man teams, Oakley and defending state champion Kendrick at 3 p.m. That'll be followed by Emmett against Fruitland at 5.30. Then Burley plays Valley View at 8. The late game will be a chance to see Boise State recruit Gatlin Bear of Burley, one of the top-ranked high school wide receivers in the nation. Uh, General admission tickets are $10. Youth and seniors get in for $7. Area high school football games tonight include Eagle at CUNA and Skyview playing at Middleton. This season's Boise State football cards go on sale Friday at Jackson's and Extra Mile stores in the Treasure Valley. They'll also be available at jacksonscards.com. The cards are officially licensed through Jackson's Name Image Likeness Deal with Boise State University. Each pack contains 14 cards and retails for $12.99. The full set of cards includes every player on the 2023 team, plus special traditions cards, including one featuring Blitz, the current T-Dog. And one out of every 10 packs sold will include a limited edition autographed card for one of the team standouts, among them, DJ Schramm, Taylor Green, Ashton Gentry, Markel Reed, and George Holani. A total of Ten thousand nine hundred packs have been manufactured. Cards are also available at JacksonsCards.com for the Boise State women's volleyball and soccer teams. At Sports,
0: listen to KBOI online. Go to kboi.com and click the Listen Live button.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI seven oh seven. Our phone lines
2: are open. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through to us by email, you can do that. Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. You can also text us. By the way, that text number is going to come in handy for Chicago concert tickets. We'll give those away coming up again this morning. We'll tell you what to text, when to text. Keep listening here for your chance to get those tickets for Sunday night's concert. Heard in the uh, news once again uh, just a few minutes ago, uh, Senator Mitch McConnell also Senate Minority Leader, for the second time in a month, froze up for about 30 seconds after uh, he was asked on whether or not he would run for re-election.
7: For the second time in two months, a health scare for Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell, the senator freezing after being asked a question Wednesday.
4: What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2016. Oh. <laughs> that's good. Right.
0: Did you hear the question, Senator?
7: He was unresponsive for more than 30 seconds. I'm sorry, you all. We're
0: going to need
7: a minute. McConnell's spokesperson telling NBC News that the senator felt momentarily lightheaded, but felt fine later. In July, McConnell endured a similar episode where he froze for more than 20 seconds during a press event on Capitol Hill.
8: It's been good bipartisan cooperation and a string
7: of. Uh, uh, He was led away by fellow senators, but later joked about President Biden stumbling at an event earlier that month. Well, the President called to check on me. I told him I got sandbag. This time it was the president offering McConnell his support. He's a good friend, and so I'm going to try to get in touch with him. Echoed by Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, who at 81 is the same age as McConnell. I hope he makes a a full recovery and does what he thinks is best for the people of Kentucky and, and for himself. McConnell missed a month of work after suffering a concussion in March, and he's one of many leaders in Washington facing questions about their age and health. California Senator Dianne Feinstein missed three months worth of votes after a bout with shingles and has at times appeared disoriented during Senate hearings.
9: Yeah, just say aye. Okay, just...
7: And a recent poll shows that 77% of voters feel President Biden is too old for the job, a liability the president often jokes about. I know I'm 198 years old. And after the episode, Senator McConnell reached out to several of his fellow Senate Republicans, including Senator John Thune, who said that McConnell sounded like his, quote, usual self. He is expected to see a doctor before his next event. The Senate returns from recess next week, and they have a packed agenda, including passing a short-term funding bill to avert a government shutdown at the end of September. Chanel?
2: So, um, second time. Two months. Once again, 81 years old.
3: Kind of a scary moment. I mean, it, it it really looks like he just kind of is gone there for a minute. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh,
2: he's staring off blankly into space, not staring necessarily at anything, and just yeah. staring forward. And then it, for over thirty seconds, just like the last one.
3: I wonder if this is something that can be treated, or is it just. I mean, does he just have to retire now at some
2: point? Well, I I wonder if it has something to do with the concussion where he, you heard in the story that you know he fell and hit his head and
3: yeah, that's true. You know,
2: had a concussion for a month. I wonder if it has because none of these things happen until that concussion. True, but you wonder how serious it is. And you bring this up because you know anything by itself, you know, okay, there's a problem medically. You know, he's freezing up again. But you know, you heard in the story, Diane Feinstein doesn't seem to be all there um anymore um joe biden 77 percent of american voters don't think that you think that he's too old to run for president um what that didn't say is it, out of that 69 percent of democrats think that he's too old to run for president now that doesn't mean that they're not going to vote for him if he's the you know my, my candidate guess, which he my which guess
3: he is, is none of that will cure mcconnell
2: no and, they, I mean, you look at it, we have a 100 senators, and three of them seem to not be all there all the time. <laughs> I mean, well, you could probably say even more than that, but I'm talking um, medically, you know, because you have Senator Fetterman, who, I mean, if you listen to him talk, you half the time can't understand what he's saying.
3: Since he had a stroke, yeah. Yeah,
2: he had that stroke. His is not age-related.
3: No, it's stroke-related, definitely. Yeah.
2: I mean, because he's, what, in his 40s? And
3: when when McConnell froze up uh, a few weeks ago, people thought he was having a stroke. You know, that was the first thought that, oh, no, he must be having a stroke. He yeah. just completely stopped doing anything.
2: And as people, even back then, and what happened yesterday, mm-hmm. afterwards, people who talked to him said he seemed like his old self, except for that 30 seconds where he just stares off into space. And like I said, it doesn't, I mean, it looks like he's just not, not there in the I way of sharing.
10: What
3: do you do at this point for if if that was caused by his concussion, what do you do at this point
2: about it? Hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um he, like I said, he is he is 81 years old and man when I, in walking him around because he was let off by senators if if you look at the video, um he looks so frail. Yeah. Uh, in being let off he's 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 thin and and like and it's said, not looks necessarily so it's
3: not necessarily an age thing because warren buffett just turned 93 yesterday yeah i didn't and, know you guys and, had the same birthday yeah we did and uh he uh was you know still talking about the the market and, and investments and stuff like that and he just is sharp as a tack you yeah know? and really
2: rich yeah i don't know what's going to happen because he's still leading berkshire hathaway Mm-hmm. I mean he, he makes the decisions. Well it's true. You're kind of an affiliate, 90, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean Berkshire Hathaway you is uh own you know, a business he, that's under that uh, umbrella. Yeah. Um and he makes, you know, decisions every day um uh, on his investment front. It's mm-hmm. not it's not somebody else. He's the oracle of Omaha and mm-hmm. at ninety three he is still making those decisions on whether to buy stock, to sell stock, so mm-hmm. your your thing of, you know, still sharp as attack. Um It'll be interesting to see he's if he...
3: Also sharper than the average cat. Yeah.
2: If he uh, resigns at some point, you know what I mean? It yeah. gets to an age where you're going, all right, I can't do this anymore because he does seem super sharp. Because apparently 93 is not that age. And he's he does a fantastic job in picking stocks. His stocks for the last two decades on average are up 11% every single year. Let's see. He's almost as good as... No, wait. He's the best. Yeah so i don't know he may be one of those people that works up until the time he dies Yeah. but i don't know what's going to happen to his fund because he has been in charge of that fund and it's done so well for so long if he's got people i'm sure trained to come up behind him uh, but what would happen to that fund in the short term if he does decide to retire or um, does pass away because you know when you're 93 you know your time all of our time is limited but at 93 you really know your time mm-hmm. is limited right what, what's the saying? Don't buy uh, any green bananas? <laughs> Maybe not that bad.
3: I still remember that French uh, lady, Jean Calumet, who lived to be 121. There was a guy who had been waiting for her apartment since she was 75, <laughs> and he died.
2: All right, time for another check of what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and CUNA. Yeah, they're open as they are every day, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Best breakfast and lunch in CUNA. Pork Belly in downtown CUNA, they're eager eager to prove it to you. See the entire menu, as I mentioned, at theporkbellyidaho.com. And don't forget to follow them on Facebook. You can get in on some of their weekly specials.
3: The University of Nebraska planned an event called Volleyball Day in Nebraska, and it happened last night. Nebraska swept omaha in women's volleyball three nothing the big story was the size of the crowd the match was held in memorial stadium in lincoln which is normally reserved just for uh, nebraska football the announced attendance 92,003 that broke the world record what? that broke the world record for attendance at a volleyball game wow which had been 18,755 <laughs> that's about one-fifth of last night's total the match also broke the record for largest crowd ever at any women's sporting event in world history, which had been ninety-one thousand six hundred and forty-eight for a European soccer match in twenty twenty-two between Barcelona, Spain, and Wolfsburg, Germany. How my, Is there a reason why so many
2: people showed up?
3: They did it on purpose. They wanted to break the record. Okay. And so they started. To, they started selling tickets to it. Clearback last spring, and you know, been hyping it up in Lincoln. They just wanted to break a record and did. They did. Paige Barch has been named the first Ford Boise State Student Athlete of the Week this season for the week ending August 29th, the university announced Wednesday. Barch is a junior outside hitter on the Boise State women's volleyball team. She led the Broncos in kills with more than 20 in each of last week's two wins over Idaho State, adding four assists, four aces, and four blocks. Boise State swept the Bengals 3-0 in Boise, then did it again a couple of days later in Pocatello, The Bronco team travels to Corvallis, Oregon this weekend. They will face the University of Oklahoma on Saturday and Oregon State on Sunday.
2: That's sports.
0: Asper and Chris on KBOI radio app.
2: We are News Talk KBOI. Uh, Wall Street, Dow futures are up 130 points as of right now. Uh, Some of this has to do with uh, an inflation gauge for July that came out this morning, right?
10: Yeah, so the Fed's uh, preferred gauge of tracking inflation, which, by the way, is what they use to... The PCE is the index that they're looking for, that 2% inflation target. That number was released for July... Ticked up slightly on an annual basis, however, these numbers came right in line with expectations on Wall Street and economists so it was really relatively a flat number um, but what's wh- what 's interesting about these inflation numbers that we 're going to start seeing this month i mean for July and the in the upcoming months is we 're going to be dealing with the base effects meaning. We saw the the peak of inflation in 2022 hit in June. And then we started to see it really trickle down and start to decelerate. So now we're getting into these comparisons of year-ago prices where where a year ago it just wasn't as it wasn't it was starting to decelerate so these numbers are not from an annual standpoint they're not going to look so rosy so there's going to be more focus on the month over month number and it came right with expectations but the bottom line is we're still we we'll, we're still a bit away from that two percent inflation target that the fed wants to see now And based on this number, is this likely going to move the Fed's bias or prompt the policymakers at the Fed to raise interest rates again this year? Not on this number. Not in my opinion. I think for September they hold. I think we might see uh, a rate hike if we're starting to see these numbers trend upward. We might see one more rate hike this year. But based on this number, um, I think this number was right in line with expectations, even though it's above the Federal Reserve's inflation target. But it was interesting because Jerome Powell did indicate at at the Jackson Hole meeting last week that the central bank was expecting... A, a an overreach, a hot inflation reading for the month of July was not the case. So markets are relatively flat uh, so far this morning. Hopefully that hangs status quo. We might be on track to hit a five day winning streak. We'll yet to see. And uh, happy birthday to the Oracle of Omaha, by the way. at <laughs> ninety three years old.
2: I thought you were going to call nice. it the Oracle of uh, KBOI with <laughs> with uh, Chris Walton. No, no. turning close to ninety three yesterday. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> All right, Jeremiah, just a really quick question with the stock market. I mean, the Dow is up over 150 points here this morning, even though, um, you know, the numbers are in line with expectations. Uh, is that just because even though they're in line with expectations, the bad news, they're, they're viewing just as good news, possibly? Is that what the the reason for the Dow being up? Yeah.
10: Yeah. Well, and then again, you got to look at the jobs. I mean, we we'll get the job support released tomorrow, which could move the needle a little bit, but... Reality is we're seeing this macroeconomic data that's not, they're not big, they're not big misses to the upside or the downside. They're kind of flat. So what, what, predictions are put in place of what our central bank is going to do these numbers aren't going to shift sentiment either way from a market standpoint so we're going to see things hang status quo and they're going all to right. look towards earnings on companies and we've seen some beats and some misses all right uh we'll uh check on the uh upside
2: here see if it can maintains in the futures here in a few minutes when it when it opens and then we'll uh, get some updates through throughout the day and talk to you again tomorrow thanks
0: gents Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. That's us, 208 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon
2: Wireless. Toll free if you want to get through and take part in the show, 1 800 529 5264. You can also email us, text us. Uh, by the way, stay tuned. Coming up after 8 o'clock, I'm going to tell you how you can text to win your Chicago tickets. Once again today, uh, giving those away for Sunday night's concert, 7 o'clock, and for those of you who are going, oh, a Sunday night, i got to get up early for work. Hey, it's Labor Day. Most of us going to have the day off, so uh, sun- Sunday night will be like a Saturday night this week. At least that's the way I look at it when <laughs> we have Mondays off. Two
3: Saturday nights.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, looking here about the story of Mitch McConnell yesterday and talking about the age of some of the uh, senators and lawmakers that we have and how especially for the uh, president um, being questioned about being too old to be president. 77% of American voters uh, saying that he's too old. And of that, 69% of democratic voters are saying that even they think he's too old to be president. And, and some of that happens because of some of the outlandish, some would say even dumb things that he, that he says and n- not knowing if he doesn't know better, can't remember or if he's just flat-out lying. And one of them has happened uh, this week when he dropped a political bombshell claiming he single-handedly convinced the late Senator Strom Thurmond to vote for the Civil Rights Act. Wow. That is pretty good. Impressive, right? He said, uh, and this is his quote. However. (laughs) (laughs) This is is his quote, and this happened during the 60th anniversary celebration of Lawyers' Committee for Civil Rights under the law at the White House this week. He said, I was able to, quoting here, literally, not figuratively, talked Strom Thurmond into voting for the Civil Rights Act before he died. But here's the fact check. Biden was born on November 20th, 1942. Civil Rights Act passed the Senate June 19th, 1964. Mm -hmm. Um, Biden, at that time, would have been... uh, 21 years old, and would have been in college at the University of Delaware. And
3: Strom Thurmond didn't vote for the Civil Rights
2: Uh, Act. There's the other problem. (laughs) (laughs) However,
3: what Biden... I mean, Strom Thurmond lived to be 100, and he continued to serve in Congress that entire time. I think Biden believes that he talked him into uh, being in favor of the Civil Rights Act before he died at some point, but he never did vote yes on
2: it. No, because uh, can you really picture... A uh, senator voting on something like Civil Rights acts, who is vehemently against it and voted against it, and then, ha- listening to a 21-year-old who has no Strom. involvement in politics yeah. as of yet, Strom. going to college and saying, you know what, this kid, this 21-year-old kid just talked me into voting for the Civil Rights
3: Act. Thank you. Strom Thurmond was one of a number of what they called Dixiecrats at the time. There were uh, Democrats that were senators in the South, and they were pretty staunch, and they were you know, pretty pro-segregation, things like that. And then Kennedy and Johnson came along. They were also Democrats, but uh, they were in favor of civil rights. And when that all came to a head, a whole bunch of those Dixiecrats uh, changed uh, you know, parties and mm-hmm. went to the Republican Party, even though up to that point, the Republican Party had been fairly active in uh, in civil rights as
2: well. And, you know, Nixon was a big advocate of civil rights. Now, the White House did try to smooth over his whopper by telling um, reporters that Biden was actually instrumental in getting Strom Thurmond to vote for Voting Rights Act mm. in 1980, not the Civil Rights Act. So, But the question, once again, comes, okay, did, did he forget? Is it a mental lapse? Or did he lie on purpose? Or is this an age-related thing? Yeah. It, it kind of all ties together what we're talking about this morning. pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Time for another check on what's going on with sports this morning. Brought to you by Pork Belly in downtown Cuna, featuring smoked coffee, beans, plant-based energy drinks, fresh donuts on the weekend, and a whole lot more neat eats and hip drinks. The Pork Belly, check it out today. Open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m.
3: This is the second full school year since the NCAA created the name-image likeness policy, stating that college athletes can make money off personal endorsement deals. This year's starting University of Oklahoma quarterback has signed a deal with an underwear company called Rock'em Socks. He can run and pass well, but the company's interest in the Sooner player is mostly due to his unusual given name, General Booty. And that is his given name, General Axel Booty. He is the nephew of former NFL quarterbacks Josh Booty and John David Booty. Josh Booty also played three seasons of baseball with the Marlins. In new advertising, General Booty is modeling underwear with the word Booty written across the back of it. You can also purchase a pair of socks from them uh, featuring Booty's face. Albertson Stadium Friday is hosting the 2023 Battle of Boise. It's a triple header of high school football games, beginning with two eight-man teams, Oakley and Kendrick, at 3 p.m. That will be followed by Emmett against Fruitland at 5.30, then Burley against Valley View at 8. The late game will be a chance to see Boise State recruit Gatlin Bear of Burley one of the top-ranked high school wide receivers in the nation. General admission tickets are $10. Youth and seniors get in for $7. Area high school football games tonight include Eagle at CUNA and Skyview at Middleton. That's sports.
2: Gatlin Bear, by the way, already had a football game you see last week. No. Four touchdowns. Wow. Punt return, kick return, and two receptions. <laughs> for touchdowns.
1: So
3: you're
2: saying he's I I pretty good. Can't wait to see him on the blue. Unfortunately, we're going to have to wait a while because you know. he is serving a mission. So, it's going to be 2026 yeah, before be, we actually be, get to see him. He'll
3: be older and wiser when he gets here.
0: For your Google Play, simply say, "Hey Google, play 670 KBOI."
1: Now, back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
2: Oh, one of my favorites, Dumb Ways to Die. Um, This one, story that you're going to tell us about, maybe one of the dumbest ways to die. Oh, yeah. This
3: is is a, a headline I found yesterday that I've never actually seen before. Australian man sentenced to prison after raping masked home intruder.
2: This is, this is okay, okay here's this, this is what happened see australia took away all the guns from everybody from uh-huh. their citizens this is what happened when you're no longer allowed to have guns you can't so protect yourself
3: he didn't get shot with a gun
2: no he 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 got shot a different way yeah
3: an australian man has been sentenced to eight years in prison for raping a masked intruder who broke into his home melbourne resident clay holland who is 32 years old will have to serve four years, ten months of the sentence, before he is eligible for parole, a judge ordered on Tuesday. Holland's sentence stems from a March 2021 incident in which a masked intruder, later identified as Shane Cox, broke into his home, threatened Holland with a knife, and demanded money and drugs, prosecutors say. However, Holland overpowered Cox beat him with a baseball bat and wow. raped him, according to prosecutors. Police reportedly found Cox's dead body hog tied with his mouth duct taped and his pants pulled down two days later. Now, uh Holland was charged with raping the guy because they thought that was overkill. However, he was <laughs> he, he wasn't
6: that was
10: overkill. He wasn't
3: charged with killing him or hog tying him wow. or any of that stuff. Because apparently they still were taking into account the fact that uh Shane Cox had broken into Clay Holland's house. However, apparently they just still look kind of down on raping someone.
2: I, I, the government took away his gun, so what was he going to do? Let him uh. let him rob him or I this is this is under that headline no, again. No, he seemed
3: of, to be pretty much in control uh, <laughs> most of the time. This
2: is under that headline again of play stupid games, win stupid prizes, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, another dumb way to die, and luckily nobody did here because this is just idiotic, and we have told you so many times about the stupid people at Yellowstone Park who get too close to the animal. Uh, this time, a group of tourists, not one or two, but a large group of tourists, over 20 people. Including men, women, and small children, crowded around a grizzly bear with oh two God. cubs. Wow, that's uh, not
3: that—that's not
2: smart. They were within fifteen feet of this mama grizzly. Do do you know how protective a grizzly bear is of their cubs? Uh,
3: they don't use the term mama bear lightly.
2: No. Uh- um, people were seen telling the people that you, you've got to leave, that this is super dangerous. But these people, according to one witness, were just absolutely clueless. And yeah. this is one of those things where luckily no one got hurt. But more importantly, it, it's so stupid because if a tourist had been attacked by that grizzly, you know what would have happened? The grizzly would have been killed. Yeah, They would have put the grizzly down, and they would have been doing nothing more than what they deemed as protecting their own cubs
3: mm-hmm.
2: the video is just just absolutely stupid, but luckily, as I said, uh, nobody did die because if they would have, this would have really been a right.
6: Dumb ways <laughs> to die.
1: Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI.
2: Coming up on Sunday night, this group, Chicago will be at the Outlaw Field at the Idaho Botanical Garden. Does anybody really know what time it is? Yes, 7 o'clock. That's when they'll be performing. Anybody really care about time? Well, I would imagine if you want to see the beginning of the concert, you would want to be there at 7 o'clock. Show up at 9 o'clock, you'd miss all the good songs.
3: We've all got time enough to die.
2: You have a chance to win your tickets once again this morning. One lucky person who is going to be texting into to us uh, will have a chance. We'll pick one at random. And today, it's all up to you. You get to pick your favorite Chicago song. That's all you have to do. Text us your favorite Chicago song. I'm very interested to see what song yeah. everybody actually uh, really, really likes here this morning. Um, text your favorite Chicago song to 208-336-3700. That's it. That's all you have to do. Um, We're going to give you a little over an hour to do uh, your texting, and then uh, coming up next hour, 9 o'clock hour, we'll pick one person from uh, all the people who have texted in at random to uh, get their tickets.
3: You don't even have to agree with their song.
2: No, you don't. Uh, Once again, 208-336-3700, and uh, just your favorite Chicago song. That's it. And then we'll pick one person at random. We'll announce that coming up here next hour. Um, kudos, by the way, to everybody who floated the Boise River this year. Remember how we started out the year? We had a couple of people who died, a couple of people that had to be rescued, and went, wow, this is going to be a really yeah. bad year on the that river. Was,
3: that was before people were even supposed to be floating the Boise mm-hmm. River.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, We are coming up to the close of the uh, end of the float season. Um, Usually the the end of the float season happens Labor Day weekend. Now, the river never technically closes. If you have the uh, proper equipment and everything and know how to float the Boise River, you can continue to float even after that. However, um, this Labor Day weekend will be the final weekend where shuttles to Barber Park from Ann Morrison Park, um, where the river float starts and ends respectively uh there will be no more services after this weekend right. so you'll you'll be on your own to be able to do that um there were no deaths reported at once the beginning of the float <laughs> season came all right so i want to be specific there we did have the deaths before the float season uh began and the services got underway but at, at the beginning since the beginning of the float season no deaths this year and here's the great thing There were only 25 incidences where people needed help on the river, Really, according to Division Chief of Special Operations for the Boise Fire Department, Paul Roberts. None of the incidents during the float season were fatal, as I mentioned. Um, To give you an idea of how great you guys did this year, last year there were 137 times that the fire department had to be called out to help somebody on the river.
3: And this time they weren't called or just didn't go?
2: There were only 25 incidences where people needed to be helped on the river.
3: Then they they were called and did go, but Mm -hmm. okay.
2: According to Colberg, this year the county anticipated 30,000 vehicles in Barber Park and about 50,000 shuttle riders throughout the float season. Mm -hmm. It was a wildly busy float season. Currently the Boise River flow, by the way, uh, at five hundred and eighty. Five cubic feet per second. That's as of uh, yesterday morning.
3: That's still good for floating, right?
2: So, well, it it's the good news is you can actually get in and enjoy your float because it'll take you over an hour between an hour to two hours to float the river. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to the spring when you get in and it takes you seven minutes, <laughs> you know, when you're, when you're at oh, two or three thousand feet exactly for a second. So, anyway, like I said, there are,
3: um, there are fewer rapids this time of year, too.
2: Congratulations to all of you because uh, the way the float season looked like it was going to start, it didn't look like uh, we were going to have a very safe float season, but it looked like way more safe than usual. So anyway, um, kudos and congratulations to all of you. Coming up here for you, uh, still on the way this morning, I want to get to this. The Department of Health and Human Services is recommending to the Drug Enforcement Administration that marijuana be reclassified. As a lower risk, uh, lower risk drug, schedule three controlled substance. Right now, it is a schedule one controlled substance deemed alongside heroin, LSD, things like that, having the potential for abuse and with little or no accepted medical use. That's how it is deemed as of today, even though there are some states where it is used for medicinal purposes. Right. Such a decision would not outright legalize marijuana at the federal level, but it would nevertheless alter the landscape of the cannabis industry, boosting the regulated marijuana industry in states where it is legal, even facilitating more scientific research into the effects of drugs.
3: It, yeah, it makes no sense to say that it has no medicinal value when there are a large number of states where, people, or where a doctor can write you a prescription mm-hmm. for it.
2: And a large number of doctors who believe that there are certain things that it can help out with. Um, so we're going to get to this a little bit later this morning. But if you want to start emailing your thoughts, are, are you all for this? Schedule 1 down to a Schedule 3 drug is where they would like to move it. So basically, Schedule 3 would be like same thing as anabolic, anabolic, anabolic steroids. I see. So it wouldn't be scheduled like LSD or cocaine or anything like that.
3: It would be more like a, hey, leave it at the door type of thing.
2: Like a pharmaceutical, yeah, pharmaceutical drug.
3: You can't bring that in here.
2: No, it wouldn't necessarily change because state of Idaho, for those of you who are, you know, hey, marijuana is good. We need to legalize that in state. This is not what this would do. No, it would not. Um, As a matter of fact, Idaho the only state with any of the states surrounding it would, us that has no legal it would make use it a, of marijuana whatsoever. As, as you say, it would make it a Schedule Three illegal drug. Um, but if you want to start emailing in, we're going to talk about this a little bit later this morning. Uh, give your thoughts. Go ahead and email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. And don't forget, right now, Give us your favorite Chicago song. One person is uh, out of all the people that text us in at 208-336-3700. Going to get them themselves a pair of tickets for Sunday night's concert. Don't go away. When we come back, we got a $50 gift certificate to give away to Land Ocean. We'll get to the Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible question right after Bronco Sports today.
0: Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question is brought to you once again by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty uh, for any and all real estate needs, buying, selling, investing, uh, market analysis. Call today, 208 888 4128. All right, uh, Ken, you're going to get first crack at our question. Try to pick up that $50 gift certificate. Once again, to Land Ocean in Meridian on Eagle Road. Ken, this famous landmark grows and shrinks up to 6 inches per year depending on what time of year it it is. What is this landmark? It's the Eiffel Tower. It is the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower. Tower. Yes, it is. 6 inches it grows every year when the weather gets warmer. Shrinking, growing, shrinking, growing. Uh, by, by the way, it was designed to do that because they knew that the metal would shrink and grow. So it's, it's okay. It's not dangerous.
3: So it shrinks when it's cold.
2: Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, all, all,
3: that's the Eiffel Tower.
2: All of us guys listening this morning know what Chris is talking about. Talking about the Eiffel Tower. Shrinkage! Don't you know about shrinkage? I was in the pool! Go ahead. Name that television show.
3: Uh, G. Seinfeld? Yeah!
2: I was in the pool! do uh, talking about the eiffel tower yes we're still talking about the yeah. eiffel tower congratulations uh ken we'll get some info from you if you did not win this morning don't worry we have another chance for you to win coming up tomorrow morning one final chance for that 50 dollars gift certificate to land ocean stick around we've got news coming up here next you still have a little ways uh if you haven't done so yet get in on chicago tickets we're giving away another pair right now Texas, your favorite chicago song that's it it's just opinion, your opinion. What song do you like the best? Text us what that song is, and then coming up next hour, we'll announce a winner from all the texts that we get in as our winner for Sunday night's concert. So once again, if you haven't texted yet, go ahead and do it. Just text us once, two zero eight three three six thirty
1: seven hundred.
0: Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
10: We're in Bloomberg that the president, uh, sorry, that the Assistant Secretary of Health has recommended rescheduling marijuana as a Schedule 3 drug. Um, I'm wondering if the President would support that move, uh, and secondly, just where does the President currently stand on the issue of decriminalizing marijuana?
6: So look, uh, the President actually asked the Secretary of HHS and also the Attorney General to initiate uh, the administrative process to review how marijuana is scheduled. Uh, As you know, the administration process is an independent process uh, led by HHS, led by uh, the Department of Justice, and guided by evidence, so so not uh, going to comment on that. We're going to let that process move forward. Uh, And again, it's going to be an independent process that's led by HHS and DOJ. Uh, So any specifics on that, I would refer you to HHS. And more
10: broadly on the question of decriminalizing, which would be going further than this? I mean,
6: look, he's he's asking HHS and DOJ to to take a look at it, to do an initial uh, administrative kind of process or review, if you will. It's going to be an independent process. They're going to uh, certainly uh, use the evidence. It's going to be guided by evidence. And so I'm going to leave it to HHS and DOJ J to
2: to move that process and so we're just not going to comment specifically on that 208 pound 670 on your verizon wires there you heard it department of health and human services recommending to drug enforcement administration marijuana be reclassified as a schedule three controlled substance moving from where it is right now a schedule one substance Deemed alongside heroin and LSD as having the potential for abuse and a little or no accepted medical use for it.
3: Heroin, I know, can kill you. Can LSD kill you? I guess if you have enough of it, right?
2: It never did me. No, I'm kidding. I've never done LSD. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah, I'm not sure about that.
2: The DEA, which said it has the final authority to classify a drug under federal law, confirmed it has received a recommendation from HHS and said it will now initiate its review, a process that could take a few months. If DEA follows the health agency's recommendation, marijuana would be placed in the same category as uh, anabolic, anabolic steroids and ketamine, which can be obtained with a prescription. Now, such a decision, for those of you who are listening and go, oh, my gosh, Federal government is going to legalize marijuana?
1: that's
3: not what they said.
2: No, this would not legalize in any way, shape, or form at the federal level. But it would alter the landscape of the cannabis industry. It would boost the regulated marijuana industry in states where it is legal, even facilitate, according to experts, more scientific research into the effects of the drug. Marijuana legalization has increased garnered Bipartisan support. 23 states and uh, Washington, D.C., have legalized recreational marijuana. So almost half the states and also medicinal use is lawful in 38 states. According to federal survey data, an estimated 36.4 million people age 12 and over use marijuana during the past month. How many? 36.4 million over the age of 12 years old, have Mm. used marijuana in the last month. There's quite a few. Now, the number of Americans diagnosed with cannabis use disorder has also risen, according to federal data. Under federal tax code, this makes a big change also. Companies cannot deduct many ordinary business expenses, uh, as it is currently under code, if they deal in Schedule 1 or 2 controlled substances. That prohibition would no longer apply if marijuana becomes a Schedule Three substance, which would finally allow many cannabis companies to turn a profit, according to Griffin Thorne, cannabis industry attorney based in Los Angeles. Cannabis, cannabis company stocks, by the way, as you would guess, um, rose quite a bit on Wednesday afternoon after the recommendation became public.
3: I was curious about that cannabis use disorder. I looked that up. That's a mental thing. Where you're not physically addicted to it, but you're mentally addicted to it. In other words, you think you need it all the time.
2: Has the time come, should this be a Schedule 3 drug? Or do you think it should remain a Schedule 1?
3: How many numbers are there? Three. Oh.
2: One, two, and three. Three sounds good. Mary Jane writes in. That is your real name, Mary Jane. I see what you did there. Um, although it would be quite a coincidence if your name really is Mary Jane. Uh, well, it's at least refreshing to hear them admit that they have been wrong about pot all along. It should have never <laughs> been a class one narcotic, and they knew that from day one. It's ridiculous to put it in the same class as heroin. I'm surprised it took till now for them to acknowledge this fact. The bottom line, it's all about money. But they are short on beds in prison because so many people love pot. It's harmless and has many benefits to those who use it and to some who don't. Like road rage.
3: And again, if you're smoking it all the time or you're going into debt because of it or losing jobs or something like that, that turns out that is a mental problem and uh, you probably just have an addictive personality because apparently physically you don't get addicted to it
2: but mentally you can yeah paul and nampa you want to see uh the uh, marijuana industry uh, get their mj moved to a class three drug
8: well i think it's going to make it more readily available to uh, people that are underage say uh, preteens and teens and uh, up to 18 years of age I I, I think it's a mistake now, How how, how, how so do
2: you think it, uh, just by changing it from a Schedule 1 to Schedule 3 would make it more readily available to people under the age of 18 because it's even right I, even if it does change it doesn't make it that it's legal if you're under the age of 18 that you can use it Yeah but they'll still
8: find ways of getting it Don't
2: don't they do that
8: now? Yeah, but do we have to make it easier and more readily available to them? That's what I'm trying to get at. I think you're opening up a Pandora's box by doing this, and you you can't close it back up. It won't fit back in the box. Or your toothpaste, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube once you squeeze that toothpaste out.
3: Um you mean if it's I, not I, I, if it's not working out I, 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 in the future, there will be no way to uh outlaw it again
8: uh i yeah that that's the problem you see there there's not enough data this is not your this is not your grandmother's marijuana that we're talking about
2: it's not i didn't even it's realize not. my my grandmother did marijuana ne- neither of mine did <laughs> okay well let me put it a different way. This, the
8: marijuana you can buy today over in Oregon is not the same marijuana you could buy in the 70s. It's much different. It's, it's 20, 30 times stronger. And they have no way of knowing how how much THC content is in each bit that they sell you. They have a certain idea how much is in there, but they can't tell you how strong it is. So what happens is you get hooked on... And I hate this word, but you get hooked on the stronger stuff, so you need stronger to get the high that you once got, and it's progressive. And what they're finding out is there's a tremendous amount of anger welling up inside people that are smoking this stuff. That's extremely strong, and there's there's just there's there's facts that support what I'm saying. I don't have the names of the doctors and the and the test results. But it's dangerous. So I'm just I'm just
2: reading between the lines here, Paul. Uh, I'm going to put you down as a no that you don't want to see um, it go from a class one drug to a class three scheduled drug. So putting you in the well, no I, column. There.
3: I looked up the the statistics, and he was saying it's twenty to thirty times stronger than it was what in the seventies or eighties. Uh, according to this, it's three times stronger.
2: Yeah, 20 times, if you say 20 times stronger, that 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 would make it quite strong. Not that I know, yeah. I'm not, by the way, I am not a drug expert in any way, shape, or form. I can't even speak to uh, marijuana, um, having not done it, not in the time that I w- did do it back in my 20s, I didn't enjoy it at all.
3: There's a website called addictioncenter.com, and they're against the use of of marijuana but even they say the potency in the last 40 years has tripled just meaning it's 3 times what it was not 30 times
2: even with the fact that i know very little about drugs hard drugs especially marijuana uh in particular i think this is a good idea because i in my personal opinion from the people that i have talked to and the research that i have done Marijuana is not in the same category so if as heroin, LSD, and cocaine.
3: So if somebody's caught with a few pounds of it in their van, they shouldn't get life in prison?
2: Well, they should just for driving a van, but not for having marijuana in that van. Okay.
3: Well, we'll make that clear in arraignment.
2: Uh, another email, Mike at KBY.com says, I would bet you would find LSD, heroin, and all the big drugs are used in prescription drugs, our government is one of the biggest drug dealers on the planet. Talk about a double standard. Mm, they're, they're, I don't quite. They're, they're not, though. Think that yeah, that the government is using LSD, heroin, cocaine, methamphetamines, um, in, in drugs that they are prescribing medically. As a matter of fact, that's part of the reason why they are a class one drug is because they are not used for medicinal purposes. Right.
3: At least not anymore.
2: Marijuana, and part of the reason why they're trying to move it to a Class 3 is because it is used in some cases. Doctors do prescribe marijuana for medicinal purposes. I do get your point, though, um, that, yeah, the, the government might be one of the biggest drug dealers on the planet. However, the illegal drugs that you're talking about, not quite so sure about that. 208-336-3700. 208-336-3700. pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. What do you think? This is a uh, Department of Health and Human Services recommendation. Moving marijuana from a Class 1 drug to a Class 3 drug. Yes or no? Pretty simple. And then why?
1: 208-336-3700.
0: Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now
1: back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Rolling Talk KBOI. Road. Smoking a big bone. Look at that ganja covered with oil. Oh my God. Using my tweezers. Woo! Got pot in the freezer. Whoa! Made a new pipe out of aluminum foil. <laughs> we stayed away again in Marijuanaville.
2: The Department of Health and Human Services recommending to the Drug Enforcement Administration marijuana be reclassified as a lower risk Schedule Three controlled that's
3: substance. Not them singing, by the way. Who? The people recommending that it.
2: Oh, I I didn't even think they had a band. I don't think they do. Oh.
3: I'm just pointing out that's not them. Thank you. That was somebody else. Glad Thailand.
2: you did that because we were all confused up no, until oh, that point. Okay. One. pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. What do you think? Are you in agreement? Do you think it should be rescheduled? Should it ever have been scheduled there in the first place? Bill in Nampa, listening on 670 AM this morning. Thanks for being patient. Your thoughts?
5: Did you say Bill?
2: That's what I said.
5: Okay, hi. Um, Number one... If we compare it to, uh, alcohol, I called in the last time he had this program on and got my spills in there and then we went off the air. But if it's legalized, it's regulated. If it's regulated, the THC is controlled. If it's regulated, I'm, look at beer. Teenagers drink beer. How many car accidents in beer? How many, or alcohol? How many spousal abuse cases? We have all that documented. We also we don't have it documented. It reduces crime if we legalize it. We don't have people in Mexico coming across the border with backpacks full of marijuana. Then uh, oh, I lost my no no, oh, no wait, wait, wait 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 Bill let's, let's let's go wait, wait, back wait, wait wait one more thing and I'll let you talk then we can tax it. I'm
8: done.
2: All right, okay. let's go back Ready? to what you said about hey if we legalize it, there won't be any more coming in from Mexico. It is uh, uh, legalized in Oregon. As a matter of fact, almost all drugs are basically legal in Oregon. Yeah, and yet they Not, have
3: non-criminalized anyway.
2: Some of the worst cartel drug-growing marijuana farms in the nation going on in Oregon, in a state where it is completely legal. So your claim okay. of it, your claim of all of a sudden the drug cartels won't be partaking in marijuana if it's legalized doesn't seem to be true
5: well okay i'll take that but i'll tell you a really quick story i was at the va the other day a lady was doing acupuncture she has a pop, pop farm in oregon she raises marijuana how about that Hmm. yeah thank she you for the call you make
2: her. yeah <laughs> oh my pleasure appreciate your thoughts uh, email in mike at prescription, prescription drugs are only legal because they say they are if you boil it down to the effects and danger most prescription drugs are much worse than pot just take a look at the fine print where it tells you the side effects pot has zero side effects i also think that sugar should be included in your drug uh dis, oh discussions um sugar kills a lot of people every year it never gets mentioned n- n- pot never killed anybody Another, well, uh, we, we
3: don't know for a fact that it never
2: killed anybody. Another uh, check mark in the yes, apparently wants it to go to not only a uh, Class 3 scheduled controlled substance, but apparently he wants it legalized completely.
3: Mm-hmm. Sugar can be a Class 3. Uh,
2: another email says you can't compare pot from a long time ago with pot today. A potent pot plant is the same. Rather, Whether it's in the 1970s or 2023, they do use those drugs like heroin, etc., as a base to create all sorts of prescription drugs. drugs. So no, they don't prescribe you to drop acid, but it may have the same ingredients as acid might have. I hope that clears things up. So I don't know if that's true or not. Do they put LSD in some prescription drugs? I don't know. That's what he's claiming, or she's claiming, whoever so, it was. There was no name on
3: it. Lysergic acid, acid diathlamide. And I'll have to look that up to see if it's like an ingredient in something else. I haven't
2: heard that before. Um, this email says, if it's legal, then you can grow it yourself so you can bypass the cartels. Um, it's It's legal in Oregon, like I said, and you can bypass the cartels, but yet... The cartels are still operating there very heavily, growing weed in Oregon, where it's free for anybody to grow weed. So if you, if you make it legal, as it is in Oregon, to grow, to sell, to smoke, to ingest, why are the cartels still there growing weed illegally? Just curious. Answer that question for me. I don't have an answer. I I'm, I'm curious as why do they have such a big drug cartel problem yeah. from Mexican cartels going on in Oregon, growing weed where it is a state that is legally allowed. One of the most one of the most legalized states for weed, by the way, Oregon is
3: probably because if you have a growing operation in Oregon, since it is legal there, you are less likely to be busted for it. So why not grow it there, even if you're planning to. Uh, ship it to other states. 208-336-3700,
2: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If uh, you want to weigh in, you can also email us. We'll get to you some of your phone calls and emails. There are line's open right now if you want to, and want to get in. We'll get to that after news at the top of the hour. Don't forget, final uh, few minutes to get in to win those Chicago t- concert tickets. We're looking for your
0: favorite Chicago song. Text it to us. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk. KBOI.
5: You know our love was meant to be.
8: The kind of love to last forever. And I want you here with
5: me.
2: Chicago is going to be here on Sunday night. Outlaw Field, Idaho Botanical Garden. And we have your tickets once again this morning. Giving you a chance to win. That was one of their big hits. You're the inspiration. Wasn't that from Karate Kid? Mm. If I remember right. Not sure. No, it's Glory of Love. was. Yeah, Glory of Love glory was Kid. Glory of Love kid. was uh, Peter Cetera. Peter Cetera, by the way, lead singer in that. Peter Cetera, a, uh Idaho resident. Lives in uh, Sun Valley. I don't believe he is uh, touring with Chicago no, any longer.
3: he's, he's not.
2: Um, we're giving away tickets. You've got a few more minutes to get your text in at 208-336-3700. All you have to do is text us your favorite Chicago song. That's it. So simple. 208-336-3700. Give us the title of your song, and then we're going to pick one person at random from all the texts that we have received over the last hour.
3: Your inspiration was from uh, their album Chicago 17, released in 1984. And it was the third single off the album. It was written by Peter Cetera with David Foster.
2: Now, I did not know that uh, Peter Cetera was the writer of that yeah. song. So 336 uh, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless, taking your phone calls and emails. Department of Health and Human Services recommending to the Drug Enforcement Administration that marijuana be reclassified as a lower-risk Schedule Three controlled substance, right now currently listed as Schedule One controlled substance which is right mm. there alongside heroin methamphetamine lsd crack are you in favor of this do you want this to happen is it is it about time crack is just cocaine right well it different form of cocaine you but yeah smoke it instead of snort it sure um if it's legal talking here about the cartels in oregon that they are no longer a cartel but a legal business Maybe if they're allowed to be legit, a lot of the crimes that they're accused of will stop because they're working above the table. Um, No, they're growing it illegally. They can grow marijuana legally in Oregon, however they choose not to. And the crime still happens because they're the type of people that will shoot at you if you encroach onto their secret grow property, which has happened many times in Oregon.
3: So it's like the Hatfields and McCoys and the cartels.
2: Mm, Not sure what you mean by that, but uh, okay. Rich in Boise. Good morning. You're on news. KBOI. Uh,
9: Good morning. Yeah. The the cartels don't grow marijuana to sell in Oregon. Uh, I had family down there who legally grew it for years and illegally grew it before they grew it legally and they stopped, because the money is out of it. It's so controlled by big business that grows in these big greenhouses that there's no, there's just no money. The cartels, they, they, they you know, if, if any cartels are growing marijuana in Oregon, they're growing it to sell in Idaho and other states because it's just so dirt cheap there. It's, in fact, it's just not worth the risk to illegally grow it anymore. Uh, so that worked. That's, you know... But as far as those other class one drugs, uh, methamphetamine has been a prescription drug for years, and dextroamphetamine and all kinds of other amphetamines have been prescription drugs. Cocaine—I had—I had, I had uh, sutures on my scalp one time. It's been quite a few years ago, but they used cocaine for a local anesthetic, mm. just to numb this place where the sutures went in. Uh, heroin is a trademark name. For anhydrous morphine, uh, and it, they don't. They, they now they use morphine sulfate because it works a little bit better on pain, but they're so similar. And fentanyl is prescription drug, so I mean they're right about a lot of those class run drugs. That well, with the exception like things
2: like fentanyl is completely different. The pharmaceutical stuff that they use in hospital is completely different than the fentanyl that is being sold on the streets.
9: Yeah, the pharmaceutical stuff is far purer than what's being sold on the street. And they can, and it's easier for them to dilute it down to where it can be used. That's one of the reasons why fentanyl kills people, because it's like 3,000 times more powerful than morphine, and people get it and they can't they can't cut it. There might be still clumps of pure fentanyl in it. So it sounds and like you're... That's what-
2: it sounds like you're almost in favor of seeing all those drugs being rescheduled to class three
9: no i'm i'm just i'm just trying to give you the correct information on a uh, well, that's weird because
2: i'm reading this right off the federal health agency recommendations so uh, you might want to call them re- up and let them know that they 're wrong
9: what are they wrong what 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 am i wrong what would they be wrong about
2: what well, you just said you're trying to correct them
9: no i'm I'm just trying to give you. Information on, on why, uh, the cartels, they don't, they can't sell marijuana in Oregon and that those other drugs, they can be used as prescription drugs and they have been. That's, that's where most of our drug addiction problems in this country came from. As methamphetamines were heavily prescribed in the early 60s for diet pills and stuff like that. And, uh, Oxycontin led to, uh, the the heroin epidemic and the fentanyl epidemic because they were prescribed by doctors so much. A lot of these drugs were prescribed by doctors, and that's how they got out and became popular. People started using prescription drugs before they started using illegal drugs.
2: Oh, they okay, I get it. They started using prescription drugs illegally.
9: Well, no, they 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 were prescribed to them. All those diet pills and stuff were prescribed. And then people, yeah, yeah, people started, uh, and, you know, and, and that caused people to get addicted to, to them. And then they stopped to, you know, they kind of cut down their prescriptions. Okay.
2: I, I, but, now I get what you, the point you were trying to make.
9: Yeah. It's the, you know, it's, you know, I mean, it was, it was doctors just like the Oxycontin thing. Doctors and pharmacists and stuff—they knew that that stuff was addicting.
2: Okay, so let's get back to the yeah. subject we're actually talking yeah. about. Okay. Should marijuana be reclassified as a Schedule Three controlled substance or not?
9: Well, yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely, uh, because there's there's no. I mean, it doesn't. The dangers of it don't anywhere compare to those other drugs. All those other drugs, overdose, addiction, is just far, far worse.
2: Got it. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. The first
3: time that the U.S. government ever attempted to prohibit cannabis was 1937. They passed something called the Marijuana Tax Act, which essentially said that if you had any marijuana, you had to pay a large amount of tax on it and that you were only supposed to be using it for particular medicinal things and then they even dropped that in 1942 uh, however in the 1930s most of the reason for that there were editorials in leading newspapers get this that said marijuana makes white women have sex with black men and we can't have that and they said that when they took it to Congress there were a few guys who who brought it to Congress and wanted to illegal, or make it illegal for that reason And that nobody in Congress was willing to, at that time it was just all white men, nobody was willing to get up and say, well, you know, we can't outlaw this just because, you know, Mexicans and and black people and jazz musicians (laughs) like it. Nobody would stand up for any of those people, so it got outlawed. Right, And that was just that simple. So A lot of it had to do with just overt racism.
2: For those people who don't think that, you know, there were conspiracy theorists long before some of the... Dumb conspiracy theories we hear nowadays. That one's right yeah. there from the 1930s, right? Right. 208-336-3700. pound 670 on as Verizon somebody, Wireless. As
3: somebody pointed out the other day, Julius Caesar was stabbed <laughs> in a conspiracy.
2: Uh, yeah, they've been around for a long time. We, we've only had the tinfoil hats mm-hmm. more recently. Um, coming up, if you want to continue to email on this subject, you can when we come back. I do want to talk a little bit about uh, student loans. Um, tomorrow. If you have a student loan, you haven't been paying for the last three years, you haven't seen um, your interest rates be added to your student loans, that all ends tomorrow. You're going to have to start paying again. The interest starts accruing again. Um, Did did you continue to pay for the last three years when you didn't have to? Or did you hold off like my son did? Because he was sure Joe Biden was going to pay off his loan for him, so he didn't want to be paying that money for no reason now he's going to have to start paying again beginning tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit about that. Also, what uh, some people don't fully understand about the 800 and some odd thousand people right now, including 5,700 people here in Idaho who could be approved for uh, student loan forgiveness under the current rules. Um, This isn't the one that was overturned by the Supreme Court. This is current rules as of right now. Um, it's not going to be as quite as widespread as you think it is. Um, and we'll explain why when we come back. Don't forget, final chance. You want to, uh, enter in for Chicago. You got just a couple more minutes. Tell us your favorite song at 208-336-3700. Text us right now. We'll pick a winner on the way. So over the last part of the uh, show here today, um, with something that is uh, beginning for the first time in three years tomorrow, I wanted to talk a a little bit about this, and that is that uh, student loan payments set to resume beginning tomorrow, September 1st, after three years Didn't have to make your, because of COVID, didn't have to make your student loan payments?
3: The requirements for them will resume. Yes. The actual payments, maybe.
2: Well, I'm glad you brought that up because 62% of student loan borrowers, 62% say that they're going to boycott repayments, according to a new poll.
3: See, now I've felt that way about like the car and the house and stuff like that, but no one ever, you know, is is on board with me down at the bank.
2: Well, see, and if you it, I don't know how this is going to work because if you boycott your payments on your house or your car, mm-hmm. the bank comes and takes away your car mm-hmm. and your house. You you have to find a new way to drive to work and a new place to live. Well, they have a, a
3: similar thing where they come and suck the education out of your brain.
2: That's what I'm wondering. What do they take away from you if you refuse to make your your payments on your on your student
3: loan. Basically, they take away whatever you got out of college. With some people, they probably just you know take away their alcoholism.
2: Now you remember back in June, U.S. Supreme Court struck down the president's plan. This this started, by the way, the um, delaying student loan payments uh, because of COVID. It started with President Trump, and then President Biden now has continued. Between the two presidents, um, they have continued to delay the payments uh, eight different times. Yeah. So it's gone three years. The crazy part about this is that during the last three years, not only did you not have to make payments, but your interest didn't accrue anymore. So your loan stayed exactly the same,
3: mm-hmm.
2: yet a huge majority of people made absolutely no payments during that three years where a lot of people could have their student loans paid off had they continued to pay make right. their payments and not accrued any interest. And and one of those people, I say this, is my son. And we've had a conversation about this because he still owes about $18,000 in student loans. And I'm like, are you still paying? And he could have. During the whole time with COVID, his his job was still there. He didn't take a pay cut, anything like that. Uh, And he makes pretty good money. And I'm like, are you still continuing to pay some of this off every month even though you're not required? And and he said, no. And I go, why aren't you? I go, you can have this paid off fairly quickly if you just do this. I go, you don't have interest accruing. And he said, because why would I waste the money paying it off when the president is going to pay it off for me eventually? Well, I mean,
3: you like to gamble. This is just his way. That's what he did.
2: Yeah. Basically. It's now not,
3: not really working out right now no
2: it it, it it probably is not going to work out now there have been for some people about 800 little over 800,000 people are going to get uh loan forgiveness or as it should be called uh loan redistribution um however even though this sounds good and people are going, oh, I might be one of those people that are going to get my loan or ten dollars to $20,000 forgiven, um, I will tell you right now, if you're listening and you're under the age of 40 years old, you're not one of those people. That's one of the things that a lot of people don't realize, uh, and there's 5,700 of them here in Idaho that could be approved for loan forgiveness under the program that uh, Biden began recently. Um, just want to give you an idea of why, if you're under 40 years old, you're not going to be able to take advantage of this. Um, I want you to take a listen to uh, Economist. Um, she appeared uh, recently on a program talking about the uh, student loan forgiveness. Her name is Jade Warsaw. She's an economist and talking about, What very few people don't understand about Biden's new loan bailout.
11: Oh, it's absolutely terrible. These plans, they're really pulling the wool over people's eyes because they go, oh, there's forgiveness here. I don't have to pay my loan. But what they're not saying is how many years it takes to actually get this forgiveness. If you have $12,000 of student loan debt, that's the bar getting into this. And you're going to have to pay for 10 years in order to see that forgiveness. And then for every additional thousand, you pay another year. So the average person has about $30,000 of student loan debt. That's 30 years they're going to have to pay before they see this forgiveness at the end of the rainbow. Yeah, I mean, it's a bait and switch. It's a bait and switch.
6: And student loan repayments have been paused though for over three years, Uh, Americans are waiting and they they were waiting for a bailout they thought they were going to
11: get it forgiven so they didn't pay back i guess oh that's right you know during this three-year pause we only saw that about one percent of borrowers continued to make payments and saw it as an opportunity to say look i can make payments they're going directly to the principal i could get debt free if i just put the pedal to the metal but only one percent of people actually did that and we've seen the studies come back that the others who did not take that windfall they spent it on other debt like cars retail shopping. That's what they spent the money on. And we know that the average borrower got back about $15,000 in payments from not having to pay that debt.
7: Mine's less of a question. It's more of a comment from a legal perspective. If Biden's plan A, student loan plan, didn't work in the Supreme Court, what makes him think that plan B, which is less legally tenable, is going to pass through the Supreme Court? I think the answer is clear. He's doing this July, quote unquote, (laughs) of twenty twenty four, right after the Supreme Court's next term ends next year, setting Uh, up for the election, so he buys more votes again. Yeah. So, if
2: you haven't been paying for at least. Ten years and depending on how much money that you owe as you heard right there for each thousand dollars you get to add another year to when you are able to be able to take uh advantage of that lean loan hey, repayment program
3: jade warshaw's claim to fame is that at one point she owed four hundred and sixty thousand dollars and she got with dave ramsey you know who he is mm-hmm. and they, they figured out a way for her to pay off pay the whole off, thing which and, they did
2: um and it, it, it like i said and I, I get some of this because I'm, I'm able to look at this from, from my family standpoint. You know, we have seven kids in our family. Um, there is only one who has not paid off their, their college loan as of right now. And, f- and three of them took college loans. Um, the other four did not take college loans and they're really upset with the one <laughs> that thinks he's going to get, um, you know, this, this free loan. And it could be, they're going, why would you, why should you get, your loan repaid when we all had to pay our loans back or the other ones. Did uh, he say this is about you? It. <laughs> but he uh, made it, this about you. And I, you know, I get it. I, if I was his age, I would probably be doing the same thing. Now, I didn't take out uh, college loans when I was in college, but college wasn't near as expensive no. as it is right now. And and once again, we th- this is this isn't this is a band aid on a problem. This, as a matter of fact, makes the problem even worse because it doesn't stop colleges from charging massive amounts to go and get an education. As a matter Mm -hmm. of fact, it will probably make it worse because they go, well, heck, if the federal government is going to make it free for kids to go to college, we can charge them whatever we want, and they'll still go to college, right? By the way, after student loan forgiveness, 73% of borrowers spent their money on travel and dining out. You would have thought they'd hey we can we can put our money into a house we can pay off our credit cards did they do that no they uh, took it on trips to Spain. well that's a
3: that's a generate that's a generation Z thing and I get that but I mean they they say they'll be fine if they end up dying with nothing but they have got a full you know full life of experiences
2: and here you have a chance to die with nothing by paying off your student loans but instead of doing that you went and shopped for lavish vacations going out to dinner, and things like that.
3: Yeah, but being in debt to them isn't worse than nothing. It's just nothing.
2: Trying to follow that. I don't think I can. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Once again, we'll take a break. Your thoughts, if you want to weigh in, here's your chance to do it right now.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 9.34,
2: 9.34, uh, congratulations going out to Kathy Adams of Middleton. Kathy's favorite song is uh, You're My Inspiration by Chicago. She was chosen at random to get a pair of tickets to see Chicago. Congratulations, Kathy. Um, we have one more pair of tickets. We'll be giving that away coming up tomorrow morning. Keep in mind when we give the tickets away, you have... Until tomorrow at 5 p.m. to pick them up here at our studio. So tomorrow morning, your final chance to win those tickets will be coming up. And you will just have to know that if you can't pick them up before 5 tomorrow, don't try to win them. All right? We want everybody who has a chance and would love to see Chicago have a chance to win. We'll give you another chance coming up here tomorrow morning. And uh, nice job to everybody who tried to get through. It looks like I was just doing a, kind of an informal poll here, yeah. too. 25 or 6 to 4 seems to be, by far and away, the mm, favorite. You're the inspiration, came in second, but uh, 25 or 6 to 4 seems to be the favorite of most people who uh, tried to uh, win our tickets this morning. Anybody say Color My World? There were a, f- a couple of those. Oh, cool. Yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Steve in Boise, thanks for being patient, holding on the line this morning, uh, listening on 93.1 FM. Good morning, Steve. Good morning.
4: You know, there's a, uh, you remember a guy by the name of Steve Sims Mm -hmm. back in the early seventies, he ran for Congress and, uh, his, his big thing was Tana snaffle. There ain't no such thing as a free lunch. And, you know, he put it on everything and that was kind of what he ran on. And he, he won election and, you know, we're, we're going through the same thing now. There ain't no such thing as a free lunch. Everything you buy, whether it's on time, your education, whatever, you have to pay for. If you don't pay for it, somebody else does. And there's been a lot of irresponsible people that have gotten through life letting other people pay their way through life. And it's really sad because that's what's contributed to the national debt. That's what's contributed to a lot of people... Becoming homeless because they just feel in such despair because they can't get out from under the hole that they've dug themselves. They can't make it on their own. And it's personal responsibility that helps you to do that. You understand what a loan is and that if you take out a loan, you're supposed to pay it back. But there is no free lunch out there. Somebody, you know, you might get a free lunch out of it, but eventually you pay for it. And and that's the tough thing is people being responsible enough to understand that there is no free lunch.
2: Well, and it is interesting. It is interesting. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Steve. It is interesting, too, that um, while we were going through the last, by the way, we have another one coming up here next month where we're going to uh, fight over whether or not there's going to mm-hmm. be a government shutdown or not. The Biden administration was criticizing uh, the Republicans, saying, you know, hey, we've taken out you know, we've we've agreed to paying these bills. These are, are credits that we owe. Uh, we've borrowed the money. When you borrow money, you must pay it back. That's the same thing here. When you borrow money, you agreed to borrow money, you must pay it back. Joe writes in and says, uh, you use words like redistribution and socialism as if you're being specifically affected by socialism and redistribution. First of all, I have never called this socialism. In my opinion, it's not socialism. Um, but it is redistribution. Wasn't the tax cuts in 2018 a redistribution making the rich richer? The rich will have a permanent tax cut, while the middle class and poor tax cuts will sunset in 2025. Trump's tax cuts in 2018 redistribution of over $1 trillion of the tax burden, it was one of the worst legislations ever. Um, you're talking apples and oranges here. Um, the people who are getting the tax cuts that you're talking about in 2018 never took out a loan and agreed to pay those tax cuts. The the redistribution is exactly what it is. There is no such thing as loan forgiveness. Now, if there was, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I would have no problem if this really was loan forgiveness, and basically the loan just goes away. Nobody has to pay for it. Taxpayers don't have to pay for it. The bank doesn't have to pay for it. But there's no such thing as loan forgiveness 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 somebody has to pay for it and in this particular instance its u.s. taxpayers
3: terry has an interesting point uh... casper your son was right in not paying back his student loan he is now paying back his debt with post inflation dollars dollars that are worthless (laughs) in other words money isn't worth as much as it was when he could have paid it off
2: (laughs) so now it was a smart move Maybe, maybe it was who knows lots of
3: ways to look at things
2: um, Pete writes in, if you choose not to pay off your student loan, they'll do the same thing. They will take your house, your car, put a freeze on your bank account. Oh, really? Those who think they own their house are very mistaken. Okay, so the best thing to do is if you owe student loans, don't buy a house, don't put your money in a bank, um, don't own a car, so lease your car, rent your home, and keep your money in a mattress, and you'll be perfectly fine, because then there really is nothing for them to take from you. Unless it's your least favorite kid. Hey, if you're yeah. going to take something, here's my kid. Take my kid from me. This is my least favorite. You can have him.
3: Denny in Nampa writes in, and he's preaching to the choir here. He says, "On your subject of grass this morning, the and weed, uh, the uh, discussion reminded me of a terrific new series available through various broadcasters called Tulsa King, <laughs> which we have both watched. Great."
2: Great show, by the way.
3: It stars Sylvester Stallone and is a well-woven tale of a mobster who is exiled to Tulsa to get him out of the way after his stint in prison. A viewer can tell that the whole cast is having a hoot of a time with this saga, especially Sly. Season one is complete and available for binge-watching. Season two should pop post-strike, if there ever is a (laughs)
2: post-strike. Is that ever going to get over?
3: What, five weeks or a year?
2: Oh no! It's been over two seven. months already. It's been yeah. seven weeks. Yeah, you're
3: right. Um, it's and, it's and been I'm about two months.
2: Very disappointed because I loved Dune Part One, which, by the way, was supposed to come out again in another two and a half months because of the strike. They have now postponed it at least for the first time until Dune May of next year. Yeah. Part One. Dune Part One came out uh, a year ago. Oh, last Christmas time, uh, Dune Part Two was supposed to come out in November, oh, okay. but now they have postponed. Was it,
3: it? Was it just billed as Dune?
2: Yeah, because they didn't know okay. if it was if it wouldn't have been popular. Gotcha. They weren't going to make a sec. They like, weren't. Yeah, they weren't going to make
3: a second one. You mean like the first Dune so, movie back in 1984,
2: which really would have sucked because <laughs> the movie does end halfway through. If you've read the book or if you watch the original Dune, it does end halfway through, and they said, we'll make it if it's popular and it makes money. It did make a whole bunch of money, so they are making a Dune too. but because of the strike, not going to be out at least, and no end in the strike, by the way. Um, They aren't even in negotiations, still serious negotiations to end it, which really sucks. Um, Another text message in 208-336-3700 says, My first assumption is that not paying student loans will absolutely destroy the students credit ratings thus making these youngsters actual uh, adult life a lot more difficult also many employers do a soft credit check which will eliminate job opportunities however with this boycott mentality which would reflect on social media accounts that pretty much all employers review these days will make these people unemployable hope you're good at flipping burgers for life I don't know how much of that is true because Student loans are not looked at as seriously as if you're late on a loan for a car, for instance.
3: But they do affect your credit rating. They Mm -hmm. they do appear on your credit report, like any other loan. Yeah. It says paying them off can help you build credit, like they say about every other kind of credit.
2: Tim writes in, uh, Mike at KBOI.com. Now that school relief is canceled, well, it's not quite yet... um, (laughs) <laughs> there, there's one program and there's another program that biden is trying to get however it hasn't gone uh it, it hasn't been spelled out what it's going to be as of yet and if once it is it will be going through the court systems just like the last one did uh said i would like to see a similar program for medical bill relief i think that would help out a lot of americans tim it, it would and I, and I get exactly where you're coming from because of how expensive Medical bills, I mean, if you are if, if you spend any time in the hospital whatsoever, even if it's only a few so days, you're talking tens of thousands of dollars.
3: Medical bill relief, that would be similar to, say, uh, universal tax insurance?
2: Probably. Or, like this, universal loan forgiveness,
3: mm-hmm.
2: which, by the way, I, I would say the same thing about, I, I, I would feel better <laughs> uh, about, the medical stuff because you, you don't have a choice of going to if you have a medical emergency you know what I mean you have a choice of going to college you have a choice of taking out a loan or working through college or getting money before you go to college you have a choice of you know going to a trade school that can be way less expensive you don't have a choice if you have yeah. a medical emergency that's why I feel a little bit better but I don't like it either because once again It's not relief, it's redistribution to other people who would pay your
3: bill for you. What happens to a lot of people is there are bad choices that you can make monetarily, and they are presented to you by people who want to loan you money as being good choices. And you have to be able to figure out that they're not. That the people who say they're helping you are trying to make money off of you. Now, that's not to say everybody who says they're helping you isn't actually trying to help you. Some are, I'm yeah. sure. But a lot of people who say they're helping you with something, uh, number one, they might be helping you with something you didn't need help with. They just convince you you did. And the other is that um, they're trying to make some money.
2: The other, the other problem I have with forgiveness on these loans is everybody just assumes that everybody who got these student loans used it to pay for their college, which just isn't true. And I I know this because once again, my son had a very good friend who went to college at Boise State University, and got a student loan. He spent some of his money to buy a motorcycle. Yeah. Why am I having to use my tax dollars to help some college kid who went to school buy a motorcycle?
3: Well, but with a loan, yeah, exactly. He's he's supposed to be paying it back.
2: He's suppo- well, and and it was supposed to be used for school. How many people don't use? I don't know their school loans. I would I would guess if you did a study it would be a large
3: I've I've known a few people who got student loans because they had saved all their money and had paid off their tuition and everything but going to school full time they needed some money just some for, money to get... for living expenses right, right. and so they they took out a student loan but it wasn't a huge student loan you know like they didn't say okay I need to borrow $35,000 Yeah.
2: Yeah and that, and that... <laughs> thirty thousand, you mentioned that, thirty thousand dollars is the student loan that this kid getting got right. and he used part of it to buy a motorcycle. Don't need a motorcycle in college.
3: But I knew I had a friend in college who took out a student loan and then ended up with just a whole bunch of new clothes. Because that's what he needed.
2: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Uh, If you're on the line, stay right where you're at. We'll get to you coming up here next. More of your emails and FOMOs.
0: And Shapiro this afternoon at 1.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 950-208-336-3700,
2: 950 pounds 670 on your Verizon Wireless Spider and Eagle. Good morning. Listening on 670 AM, uh, you're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you.
8: Hey, good morning. Well, I have a suggestion for people who want to go to school and,
3: and not have to foot their bill. Why don't they join the military and utilize the GI Bill?
2: Makes too you much know, sense.
8: And, you know, and, and, and that way, instead of sucking off the country... You can actually serve the country and earn the money for school. There's
2: there, there are some people that believe that maybe this would be a way that you could kill two birds with one stone. Because I, I've said that forgiving student loans it does nothing but put a Band-Aid on it. Because as a matter of fact, it could make it worse because colleges can go, Oh, look, the federal government's going to pay off these. We can keep raising our, our, our tuition fees 10, 20, 30% per year. And the government's just going to keep paying. So we don't have to cut our prices. Uh, if you're, if you're going to make a uh, school affordable, you've got to start at how much the colleges are charging. Or as you just said, I like your idea. Everybody wants to go to college. You get free college if you spend. Two years in the military. Two years in the military, and we'll cover four years of college expenses. Or
3: possibly alternative service, like the Peace
2: Corps. Or, yeah, or alternative, uh, maybe even uh, doing charitable work for two years. Yeah. And then, then your your loan is paid that's for been, by the government.
3: That's been floated for years as an idea of of having just because in a lot of European countries they do that, where you have two years, and well, in Asian too, where you have just two years of service, sometimes four, but most of the time two years of service, and then you get on with your life after that.
2: Thanks for the call, Spider. Appreciate it. Um, Another email says, in debt forgiveness like bankruptcy, there is a write-off. It's considered income. I would think that the government would want a 1099, so the debt holder would have to claim that write-off as a taxable income. They're going to get you one way or the other.
3: That'll probably come next.
2: I I, I don't think so far um, student loan forgiveness is considered income, but it should be, right? You should get a 1099 because... Anybody else, if you if you get bankruptcy or you get a loan forgiveness of whatever, that's considered income because you didn't have to pay for it and you have to pay your taxes on that amount of money. I think the government, at least so far, is trying to go around that because they're going like, well, wait a minute, these people can't pay their student loans, and now you're going to charge them taxes? And yeah. if we forgive their student loans, this isn't going to work. <laughs>
3: uh, Eric writes in, uh says this is about marijuana again he says cartels are growing marijuana in Oregon because it's easy to blend in with the legal grows there is a huge lack of AG officers to check licenses or licensees for legality and self-reporting is the standard and since it is illegal in other states there is in a demand in the black market that the cartels and illegal growers will happily fulfill if it is legalized nationally there is no black market to supply like Idaho Though most just drive to Oregon and break the law by coming back home. I don't. To clarify, it, it's not against the law to drive to Oregon right. and come back home unless you bring marijuana with you.
2: Um, I don't personally uh, prescribe to that hypothesis. And part of the reason that I don't prescribe to that hypothesis is because before marijuana was legalized in Oregon, cartels were still growing it there illegally. So if if the reason the cartels are there is because it's legal to grow in Oregon and they can sell it in other places, well, and I
3: don't why did they go to Oregon to sell you, it in the first need, place? You need to be licensed, but apparently there aren't enough people to uh, inspect on a regular basis, according well, to Eric.
2: There there's one more caveat to that. Um, um, people are scared to inspect because they tend to get shot at. Yeah. Um, the cartels don't care about following law or listening to police officers or people who are trying to enforce the laws they tend to shoot ask questions later and i mean we've heard this from stories even police officers getting shot at you know that are going into these areas to to try to stop not just the growing of marijuana, but the other illegal things that are going right. on in those areas.
3: Susan writes in and says, if we text in, does KBOI sell our numbers to spammers? Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, no. everybody
2: that texts this morning, you've already been sold. <laughs> <Yeah>. No.
3: <laughs> we, we don't do that. No. Now, yes. I, I suspect it may be just because we haven't figured out how yet, but we <laughs> no, don't currently not do it.
2: that's true either man uh, by the way everything just said there with the exception of no we don't sell your numbers to spammers it was joking we were being sarcastic Come on, we
3: have meetings about how to make a nickel
2: <laughs> but not we don't sell people's numbers now True. you're gonna get people not even wanting to True. enter to win and it, it might not be because we don't know how i'm just uh, saying by the way if you thought that why did you text us i, I That's it for today. 20-hour break. One more chance to win tickets coming up for tomorrow morning. You want Chicago tickets? We'll give you a chance coming up again tomorrow morning. Listen in.